back to the Secure Sound Studio here at Spurs uh, Nation, Spurs Insider Podcast Headquarters. We're back for a season opening preview of uh, the upcoming season. I am Mike Finger. We have Jeff McDonald, Spurs beat writer for the Express News, in the, uh, the, the sound studio here for the Roundtable Podcast, which is once again missing Tom Warsborn, but we'll do without him. Uh, we'll get right to it. The season opener is coming up, uh, the long-awaited uh, start to what should be a compelling year in Spursdom. Um, it's the New York Knicks. What do you expect, Jeff McDonald? What do I expect? What kind of question is that? You, did, we, you take, did you have all this stay up all night thinking of that question? We, we were hoping for a less agitated uh, Jeff McDonald this season, but that's, a, that's, I guess, like asking for a less agitated Greg Popovich. <laughs> um, as, as Jeff McDonald uh, has uh, said about his dealings with Greg Popovich before, sometimes you just want to come in here and say, please just say something nice about the Spurs or say something nice about somebody that I can use for a podcast, or use for a game story. Jeff, say say whatever you want to say. I, I'm, I'm expecting to be just a, just an exciting game. Just, just like scintillating, like can't take your eyes off at nonstop action. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't buy popcorn. Just stay glued to your seat. And watch the Spurs and the uh, New York Knickerbockers do battle in the first of 82 basketball games to be scheduled this season. You know those stories about um, pets who end up like looking like their owners and 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 adopting the personalities of their own of their masters. This is kind. Jeff has become the sports journalism version of Greg Popovich. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think I've always been that. I'm going to disagree with the words become. Well, it became over time. became over time. Um, I've always been grouchy and grumpy. You have not managed to to get kicked out of a game yet. That that, that could be something for you to look forward to this season uh, and let Tom take over. on, on one game night, that, I think that should be that should be one of the goals of the season. Okay. Um, the Knicks are uh, kind of an interesting opener for a lot of reasons, and it's almost like a waste um, because opening night is always opening night, and that there's always excitement about that. This this Knicks game should be in the middle of the season when we've got nothing to write about because there's lots of stuff to write about the Knicks, um, starting with. Uh, one of the more outrageous uh, transaction type stories of the offseason. Outrageous. We're trying to get listeners. Uh, I mean, it was Carlos Boozer esque. To virtually I mean, come no into this secure involved, but... sound studio. Um, there's not many uh, stories like this in, in free agency anymore where a coach slash team president basically calls a guy out for reneging on a deal. And that's what happened to review. Uh, the Spurs thought that they had a deal with Marcus Morris, free agent uh, forward, uh, one of the uh, known as one of the tougher guys in the league, and that's something the Spurs could have used uh, to make room for him. Uh, they orchestrate this deal to to part with one of their more popular players, one of their better success stories of the past uh, few years, Davis Bertans. Um, he's he's shipped out because they want to make room for Marcus Morris. Bertans is gone. Then Morris decides, oh, the Knicks actually have more cap room than we thought, and they can offer me more in the first year, right? The Spurs still offered a second year that he didn't get with the Knicks, but he got a bigger first-year deal with the Knicks and kind of left the Spurs in a lurch. And um, I'm not sure if Pop has mentioned it since the uh, opening to training camp when he did kind of call out – 
not by name, but several people who who handled things unprofessionally. Uh, still, some bad blood there. Yeah, th- you ask what I, what I am looking forward to about opening night. It will be the New York media being in town and asking Greg Popovich these sort of questions with their uh, stereotypical New York charm, and that, that'll that'll be fun. Hey, I'm I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Uh, I'm standing here. I'm standing. The uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, and you know, Pop is usually in a generally decent mood before the season starts and opening night. I mean, even even after all the years that he's been in the league, he's excited about opening night. And this is something that he probably will look forward to kind of throwing some barbs about because he feels like he was done wrong. And and in your opinion, did Marcus Morris do the Spurs wrong? Well, well, clearly. Well, I, you know, clearly. Okay. I don't know exactly what was said and where the miscommunication came in, uh-huh. but the Spurs were convinced enough that they had this verbal agreement with Marcus Morris to sign when the moratorium was over, so convinced that they traded a guy to do it. Right. And then he, I mean, and then he doesn't do it. Like, that just, you just don't do that. You just can't do business. If every player did that, it would be pandemonium. Like, you wouldn't be able to be, to do business in the NBA in, in, in July. Like, once once you give your verbal commitment. This is true. You, 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 you got to stick to it. Do you, do you, do you blame, um, um, like in this situation, it wasn't even that big of a money difference. Like one could argue that the Spurs were offering Morris even more security. Yeah, he wanted to go to New York. Right. Um, but like in a situation where, uh, let's say it was double the, all of a sudden after you've made an agreement and before you sign it, somebody offers you double the money for a better situation. Like how binding should these things be? And I'm on I'm on your side, yeah, and I'm probably on um, the Spurs side on this. I'm like Morris did them wrong, but there, like the the way that the system is set up in the NBA, it's kind of ridiculous that this moratorium exists at all. If you're gonna if if you're able to come to agreements, verbal agreements, why not let them sign it? I think that's a that's a flaw in the system. And on on one hand, like you can sort of see, there's been cases of like college basketball coaches and on down the line of people who've committed to jobs and then have decided that they didn't want to do it and and come back. I think what hurt here is the Spurs had made moves, and in particular, Davis Bertans. They lost a guy for no reason. They lost a guy for no reason. Uh, and and you can understand why the Spurs are so upset about this. Um, to answer your question, if, if that were to happen where you agree to this, con- uh, this contract and then, oh, somebody else is offering me double – I mean, sure, you can back out and do that, and it's okay for the fans that you spurned and the team that you spurned to think you're kind of a jerk. And that's fair. But that also doesn't happen very often because usually the agents and everybody is communicating on board. You already know what the other options are going to be, what the other teams could possibly offer you. You you know that the Pistons aren't going to sweep in and give you just some out-of-the-blue offer. Um, that you were not expecting, like you generally, by the time you're agreeing, you have an idea about whatever that is. So it doesn't really and and happen. to be to be clear on this one, uh, it turned out that it was kind of the Knicks' own ineptitude that created this right. because they did not realize that who was it that they signed that was more hurt than they thought. It wasn't Julius Randle. It was one of those 19 power forwards. Yeah, that's why that they all agreed. That's why to. I can't remember because it's one of the 19 power forwards. It was one of the 19 power forwards. They they just had agreed to terms with. And then found out that he was more hurt than they thought he was. So then they weren't going to give him the money, and they had this money for, uh, for Marcus Morris. And so now they have twenty power forwards. But um, yeah, it was a, 
it was a weird confluence of events that led to the Spurs sto- sort of yeah. getting victimized. Now, in where, this whole thing. where Pop's got to be careful is you're still dealing with like you got to deal with these agents again. Yep. it's not just Marcus Morris's. Agent. Or does he? Well, that's true. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, that's a good point. But the team does. Yes, the team is the team is not going to be well. Again, Rich Paul does not represent Marcus Morris anymore, but the, uh-huh. the Spurs are like they're talking to Rich Paul maybe right this second about Dejounte Murray. Correct. You know, so you can't just completely trash someone that you're going to like. I, I got a lot of that on Twitter uh-huh. after this from fans. Like, well, we'll just never do business with Rich Paul ever again. I'm good okay. Luck. <laughs> like, good luck with all that. Yeah. Like, you're just you got to find a way to coexist. So on- you you can't like burn that bridge completely even though you might want to just napalm it on popovich's uh uh side of that coin though it's like okay so rich paul doesn't want to do business with this. rich paul doesn't want Dejounte murray to get a uh extension here like i, I guess it, the, i suppose the, it's not just the Dejounte murray like you just never know when when you're going to need that relationship right. to not be garbage it's fair and that's fair um the the uh kind of the net result of this is uh, Trey Lyles is here instead of Dobbs Bertans. Do we know? Have we learned much about Trey Lyles at all, or is he just kind of a guy that's filling a spot, maybe a lottery ticket type? What What have you seen from him in the preseason? Yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, for one thing, he missed so much time to start because he had pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Like on top of that, their consolation prize showed up with pneumonia. Um, that's but, always nice. But the little bit that he's played, he started the final two preseason games, and he looks. Almost, I mean, it's preseason again. It's hard to say, mm. but he looked better than maybe you would have thought. I mean, I'm not asking for sweeping judgments. I mean, Den- Denver and Utah didn't really seem to have much use for him, but he was a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's still only 24. Like, there's some upside there to take a take a gamble on. So it's not. I mean, it wasn't this 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 spurning by Marcus Morris wasn't the the blow that's gonna just end the Spurs run forever. It wasn't. It, it might not be no. as big of a deal as as well. We're making it out to be, but it was significant. I mean, they like Bertans, and Ber- and Bertans did a lot of stuff that they might miss this year. Right. I mean, Trey Lyles might not might not play. Yeah. Might not play. I mean, he's just. I don't want to say he's just a guy, but he's a guy. You got to see what you have there, where they kind of knew what they had in Bertans, and they really would have liked Marcus Morris. Like that guy would have started for them. Yeah, probably. So that will be fun opening night. Um, the other kind of uh, uh, it, we've mentioned this before. Um, because New York has 19 power forwards, this might not be the most um, accurate barometer of what the Spurs' rotations will look like for the rest of the year because the, the, the Knicks are out of the norm when it comes to matchups in this league, right? Yeah, most teams only have 17 power forwards. Exactly. <laughs> they have 18. So we're gonna see we're gonna see Jakob Pertl in the starting lineup well, probably. I, we're, I gonna would s- think. we're gonna see uh, Lamarcus playing the power forward position that he so enjoys. I would think. And uh, and w- it might be later in the week or you know weeks and weeks before we figure out what the what the rotation will become. Uh, again, looks like Derek White's going to come off the bench, right? That's what it looks like. He's he's come off the bench all preseason. That's what I mean. That's kind of his role. And uh, and you know that that seems like it could. I, I still think that the the lineup that a lot of people want to see. Closing games has both Murray and White together, and we we mention this here in the sound studio every week uh, that we'd like to see more of that. But uh, I'm surprised they didn't just trot it out there at one point in the preseason just to check it out. Mm-hmm. Like you can do anything you want. I'm surprised they didn't. When when you look at um when you look at the 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 first week schedule and and really um the first month or so uh, this came up over the summer um, this more than. 
again, I, you're you're the Greg Popovich of of beat writing, and you're gonna say this is kind of an obvious observation about the importance of getting off to a good start. But but for this team, um, where continuity is one of the strengths, you would think that it is more important than usual for the more important than say the Lakers or the Clippers or teams like that to get some wins under the belt right away when you have the Knicks. I think that's the second game is the Wizards. Yeah. Um, these are games that they ha- they might need to win um, when you look back four or five months from now in the playoff race. Right, uh, right. I mean, for two reasons. One, again, you're the team that shouldn't have to learn each other. Right. Whereas other teams in your conference that have added even all-star caliber players have to learn each other. And typically, as we've seen in the NBA, when you put these quote-unquote super teams together, it takes them a month or two to kind of mm-hmm. get their legs under them. So you want to, you know, if you're still neck and neck with the with – one of, one of those teams in February, you're sunk. Yeah. The other thing is the schedule just gets harder for the Spurs, I think. Like, mm-hmm. if, 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 you're, if, if they're not in the playoff picture come the rodeo trip, I don't know that they're fighting their way into it. It's more like having a big enough cushion where that, like, beast of a rodeo trip doesn't just sink it all together. So, so, and you do that by beating the Knicks at home and the Wizards at home, no matter when you play them, but yeah. especially early in the season when you should have all that kind of advantage. What is – Kind of funny, maybe a little unfair as we're talking about the Spurs have this big continuity advantage and they're not having to learn each other, and they're going to be starting a point guard that didn't play all yeah, last that's year. that's a good point. <laughs> so I mean, it's all on, on the one hand, DeJounte's been around, but, I mean, their starting point guard did not play a single yeah. minute yeah. last season. Um, the, the extension might be settled by the time this podcast is released, but that seems like something that we still expect to happen, correct? Uh, what time is it? Uh, that we need to create the illusion that this could be any time. We don't want to tell the, the, well, the listeners well, what time we're recording this. Well, you think they're going to beat down the studio and come like get autographs and stuff? What? I'd, I'd, I'd rather That's not. That's why give, we have it secure. I'd rather not give them that option. You know, I don't like generally the, people uh, deal, dealing with people in yeah. public or anywhere else. Um, anyway, yeah, they have a few hours from now. Yeah. And the, so we will know. So I don't know. I don't know. What am I? <laughs> I'm, I should be at practice right now. I could be figuring out these sort of things. But Yeah. Um, the, um, is, is there anything else this, this first week that remains like a, a big unknown that, that might, we might learn about the Spurs just in the first few games? I don't know, but I think it all, I think it all, like every year it almost feels that way to me. Like every year I've covered them, you watch preseason, you're like, what is this? How's it going to fit? Now, when they've had Tim, Tony, and Manu, you kind of just realize it's going to matter. That was almost interesting to me back in the day. It would be like the preseason would look like junk, and then the, as soon as the ball goes up on opening night, er, like everything's clicked and back into place. So I think maybe that's one question is just how – is there any of that clicking going mm-hmm. on? I mean, does, does that light go on? What does it look like? I don't – that's the main thing. Like, what does – what is this team? What does it want to accomplish? What's its identity? Like, all those things are things that I still don't know and would like to see, and you don't really see that till you get a couple games under your belt. It's it's one of the odder mixes in the league, and uh, our um, – by the way, uh, subscribe to the Spurs Nation newsletter. Oh, yeah, you, you forgot can... to do. That's the whole point of being here. <laughs> subscribe to the Spurs Nation newsletter. To trick these people into subscribing it, to things. It gets, it gets all uh, Jeff's coverage, Tom's coverage, you know, occasionally my stuff and out there. You can read it, uh, get your updates. But uh, wait, wait, uh, Where can they subscribe to this podcast? Um, I believe it's on expressnews.com. But wait, there's more. <laughs> 
<laughs> is there? Uh, I don't know. There, we got we got other stuff. Uh, there, it's, other. It's, it's, it's where you, it's where you get your podcast. There's a, they're there's listing a, the podcast. They probably know how to get it. I don't know. Um, Maybe they stumbled. What I was going to say was sorry that uh, the, our uh, our big uh, Spurs preview extravaganza that was in the newspaper uh, on Sunday had a poster cover that kind of uh, uh, illuminated the uniqueness that I'm talking about, where on the top half was what, DeMar, DeMar and LaMarcus, these two old guys kind of posing together. Still your two best players. Still your two best players, kind of looking like, okay, this is an old team. And then below the fold, you have these this next uh, generation, this next crop of guys who could be the future. It was Derek White and DeJounte Murray and... Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker and Bren Forbes. You could that's throw, a weird. You could that's throw Jakob in there too. That's still a weird mix. And you wrote about this, and and we've written about this a lot. Uh, is this the team of the past? In a way, the dynasty is kind of in the past, but it's also very much a team building towards something. And that's, I think, going to be fascinating to watch. Not only this first week, but as the season unfolds, does it remain? A team that belongs to Alders and DeRozan, or does it become? Or is there more kind of ownership um, assumed by the Murray, White, Forbes, Walker group? I agree. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Uh, where do you think? Okay, if we if we fast forward to late March, early April, what is the strength of this team going to be? And you're not a coach, and you you're not in practice. And it's unfair to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you anyway because we need content, and people want to know what Jeff McDonald thinks. What what is going to make this team go in late March, early April, heading into I mean, what answer, might be a playoff? The answer is man, I don't know. Like it's not. I it. I think it's going to be an improved defensive team, but I don't think it's a team that's just going to hang its hat on defense the way they did in, in seasons past. I, it's not going to be a huge three-point shooting team that's just going to run and gun you to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to see them being much more than they were last year offensively. I mean, maybe you – I don't know that they're more much more than they were last year offensively, and but maybe a little bit better on defense, and I don't know how that answers the question. Let's pretend that um, – I don't have a schedule in front of me, but going to the last game of the season, um, a playoff berth is on the line. And I don't know who they're playing again, but uh, and that probably is unfair uh, for this question too because it depends on matchups. But by that point in the season, you need a win. Which player are you going to? Do you think this team is going to be relying on that needs this? This player, player X, needs to have a huge game and carry this team to a win on April the fifteenth or whatever it is. I still think it's probably Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, but my, you know, let's see how the year goes. Yeah, it's it, it, you could have answered maybe, maybe they maybe they've built to some something else by then. You could have given me four different names there, and I wouldn't have called you wrong. Like DeRozan still could be that guy. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Murray becomes that guy, White, whoever. Um, it, like Lonnie Walker could become just amazing this year. I don't think he's going to be that guy at that point. Like he's the least likely to me. Or he but, could still be backing up Bellinelli. Or he could still be backing up. Um, Talk people down. We, we're we're going to piss, piss everybody off. We're going to do. We're going to do a couple more minutes of this, but uh, talk everybody down. F- who who is freaking out about Marco Bellinelli still being part of the rotation? Like, should people be freaked out about that? Outraged by it, or is it okay? Freaked out is a strong, is a strong uh, way to put it. I 
like I want to see Lonnie Walker play too. Like I'm on, again, like I said last week, I'm on your side. I want to see Lonnie meaning, Walker. Meaning the fan side, the fan I have side. no side. Uh, you know, I want to see Lonnie Walker play too. But but I can see why it makes sense to have different like players with different skill sets playing instead of everyone having the same skill set. So I can see like you need shooting in this league, and the Spurs don't have a ton of it in the starting lineup. And mm-hmm. if you're not going to play your shooters on the second lineup, then what are you? I don't know how. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. But again, I, I I wouldn't be outraged. But if you know, if I really were Pop, I would really rather see Lonnie Walker out there than Marco Bellinelli. I have a feeling that this is going to kind of resolve itself. You say that, but you never know. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to go into a slump. Somebody. I mean. I, I think there's going to be minutes for everybody. It's not if if the biggest problem this team has a couple months from now is there's just not enough minutes for Lonnie Walker. I'd like things are probably going pretty well. I think where we got into the discussion about him last year was things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. Lonnie needs to play. That was the kind of the Twitter discussion last year. But Lonnie, like the and last year was ridiculous. Like 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 especially in the middle of the year. Well, all year you can't not play a guy all year and then expect him to save your butt in the playoffs. Right, but. This year, I think you have more of a more of a case. Yeah, and and I think you made this point, or you made this point last year a lot. Um, Lonnie, unlike the Austin um, expats uh, previous in previous years, wasn't dominating the G League. Like Derek White, pretty much dominated the G yeah. League when he was there. Yeah. Um, Dejounte the same way. They were putting up huge numbers. Lonnie was fine. Yeah. Uh but it's not like he was beating down the door and and you know they gave him a start. Uh we brought we talked about this before. They we, they gave him a start was it Golden State? Yeah, he didn't just, start just but he played, show he, he played they like, gave a bunch of he, minutes. He played like 25 minutes off And the it didn't bench. go well no. and you could kind of see that he wasn't ready then. Right. Well yeah, it was almost like okay, you think you're ready? Well, we're at, we're at, we're at Oracle Arena. Uh-huh. DeMar, LaMarcus, everyone that's, you know, all our starters aren't going to play. Here's 25 minutes, Lonnie. Let's yeah. See. And he was 0 for 10. Yeah. And I'm not, like, faulting him for that. That's just kind of like, right. see? Like, it's not... It's not there yet. Sometimes, but, sometimes fans need to see that. Sometimes we need to see that, just as a reminder. Like that, the the, the backup is not backup's popular for a reason because because there's the unknown and yeah, when you don't yeah. know. But there, and and I'm not about defer, deferring to authority on everything. Whereas you can't possibly second guess the coach because the coach sees what we don't see. I, sometimes coaches are wrong. Lots yeah. of times coaches are wrong. But in this case, like I don't think. Uh, Popovich is the kind of coach where uh, he has a young guy who's obviously better than Marco Bellinelli and does so many things better than Marco Bellinelli, and he's not going to play him. I think if he thought that or had any reason to believe that, he would have played him more. I last do. Year. I do think the argument, if if things go south for a while this this year, I think the argument holds a little more water. You know, if, if you're going to lose, let's lose with Lonnie Walker or sure. over Marco Bellinelli. Sure, and I think that's going to happen. Yeah. That's uh, the bottom line is if uh, Bellinelli struggles. Uh, for a stretch of games and just proves that he's kind of just done. Bellinelli gives you one thing. It's a quicker hook. And if that one thing isn't isn't working for him, he's yeah. he's a huge negative. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we will see how that goes. Uh, the, uh, the season opener against the Knicks, Marcus Morris, is Wednesday night. We will be back with another Spurs Insider podcast next week. Uh, we thank you all for tuning in. Again, subscribe to that newsletter. Go to expressnews.com. Um, try to uh, try to, to uh, be nice to Jeff. You see him on the street. He's, he's becoming very on edge as the season approaches. Um, and uh, what's that mean? I don't know. And uh, anyway, uh, we will be back next Head week. Bear. Until then, uh, 
take care of each other and keep it free.